Hey, what's up everybody out there and welcome to the first ever episode of Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. podcast uh first one you guys are going to be hearing and basically the premise for our show is that we are two best friends um born and raised in columbus ohio huge buckeye fans and uh we talk about sports nightly and it's to the point where our wives can't stand us and people go into other rooms when we talk about it so we decided hey why not let's start a podcast and talk about what everybody else is talking about and what we want to talk about and see what the world has to say about it well i think that's a really nice intro chad by the way i'm (laughs) what you would call Davis, uh, formerly known as Ben. And yeah, I mean, everything what Chad said, uh, we catch ourselves, especially, you know, week of game day. Uh, we'd be going over stat lines. We'd be going over, you know, what we think. And next thing we know, it's like three hours later, and my wife comes in the bedroom. She's like, you've been on the phone for three hours. You've not talked to me for three hours this entire week. You know, that, that conversation didn't go over very well. But anyways, yeah, we just figured we'd make this podcast, and uh, it's not going to be like a normal podcast. Like, we're not always about stats we're not always about you know plays or coaching i mean that that's all part of it but you know we just kind of have this little bit of a banter that we do that i think kind of makes us a little bit unique but you know even if no one else listens to it i'm still having a hell of a time doing it so absolutely and uh to be totally honest you know, we find ourselves all the time thinking about great ideas for shows and, you know, things that we could talk about that other people don't talk about. So that's kind of something we want to bring to the forefront with this. And, you know, I think right now, though, with everything going on in the world, with all this COVID stuff and, uh, you know, justice system and all this kind of stuff going on, I think we would be remiss if we didn't start talking about the Big Ten Conference and what an absolute dumpster fire it has been. Now, I'm going to premise this before we even get into that, that you know, you're talking about, you know, we really want to talk about a bunch of different topics. And we've been trying to get this show started for, pro- what would you say, at least eight months? You know, we've yeah, been well, I would back say, and forth. And, well, most of it's your fault. But yeah, I mean, about oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the one that's going through a home remodel and, you know, trying to have a kid while the other one at home is because of COVID not work for the last six months. So, yeah, let's see who's the more available one there. Well, I got news for you. It's eight months later. My house still looks like crap and I don't have a kid yet. <laughs> well, yeah. Who's the real loser here? <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways, we've been going over topics and for obviously nobody would know this, but our first topic was going to be recapping the national semifinal game from last year against Clemson. And it's a game that I still have not gone over. I don't know if I will ever get over. And we had so much to talk about it. I mean, I did my homework on that game you know, play to play, quarter to quarter, thoughts, everything. But you know what? I think I just, I finally need to just let that one rest. I think I need to put that one to bed. I need to put it behind me because now there's like so much more important issues, like Chad said, with the Big Ten and the COVID stuff and everything that we're hearing in the news right now. Because if you'd have told me this was going to happen after the Clemson game, I would have gladly taken not gladly taken, but I would took the L a lot easier knowing that, hey, well, you know, if you're going to tell me we're going to lose to Clemson, but you'll still get a football season next year, then that would be a lot more tolerable than saying, hey, you know, there's a chance we're not going to play this year or at least play for a national title. It's hard for me to even fathom, you know, after all we've been through in this town. And I think anybody that's from here or a fan of Ohio State can can attest to the fact that we're, we're a target. We're a target whether we're 
winning. We're a target when we're losing. We're a target when there's some kind of scandal or something going on. 100% anything that happens at Ohio State is front page news. So to to come into a season where, you know, two-thirds of college football is still playing and you're not, uh, being the Ohio State University is just such a slap in the face. It's just something I never would have. I mean, I would have bet my life savings and 401k on the fact that if anybody was playing, it'd be us. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you take into account the high schools are playing in Ohio. Uh, Cincinnati is planning on playing in Ohio. Now, given, yeah, your MAC teams are out, your Toledo and your Akron and your um, Bowling Green and whatnot. But you, you still have a lot of football being played in Ohio and Ohio's biggest football team, I mean, even arguably bigger fan base than Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, and they're not playing football. And yet you're seeing peewee have practice, and you're seeing middle school teams have practice, and the high schools are already playing. Like, it's... Hell, I played Tecmo Bowl last night. Yeah, and I bet you did pretty well, didn't you? I mean, there's three buttons. There's three buttons. How bad could you honestly be? (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, yeah, it's hard to fathom. And that's, I think, ultimately, at least for me, what is making this so difficult. Like, if everyone was done, sure, I'd be hurt, I'd be upset, but I would at least come to terms with the fact that, well, everyone's done. But, like you mentioned, the majority, or it seems like the majority of people are actually playing. And on top of that, we're made to look like the joke of the country right now. Like, even I heard today on the radio that uh, Mississippi Department of Transportation. They have, you know, when you're driving down the highway, you got those big, uh, like, digital boards that tell you about traffic and emergencies and stuff. And it clearly says, be like the Big Ten. Stay six feet apart and do not gather in large groups. In Mississippi, they're even dogging the Big Ten. And Mississippi sucks. Can you blame them? Well, no, I can't, but too. still. Uh, but, yeah, I would be too, but... Oh, it's just, it's so frustrating because it, it this is a situation where you feel like you're completely out of control. Like 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 you have nothing there you could possibly do to make the situation any better. And the, I think the worst part is, is that you know after I got out of, or over the shock of the whole situation, nothing about it has been permanent. It's like oh well you know we're gonna play in the next spring. Oh wait nope we're gonna play in the winter. Oh no wait we're gonna play in Thanksgiving. Oh no wait we might play in October. Nobody knows what the heck is going on, and I think that this is such a critical time for the commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, and that he has botched this thing up so bad that I think what he does from here on, whatever decision he makes from here on, will completely decide his length of tenure. At being the Big Ten commissioner. Right. I agree. Um, Even though I'm not a fan of his at all, and I don't know a whole lot of people that are, uh, it's not 100% completely on his shoulders. I mean, I have a big question about... Now, there may be more to it than we don't know. But ultimately, and of course they came out with it that, you know, they they said the vote was 11-3 to against playing. And with the three teams most likely that are that voted to play was Ohio State, Iowa, and Nebraska. Um, how did they even come about that vote? And what I mean is, I remember a while back reading that Kevin Warren would have these Zoom video calls with all of the athletic um, athletic directors and coaches and whatnot, and they're predominantly all wanting to play, right? Then he, even though the athletic director is not supposed to have a vote in this thing, he's supposed to be the voice 
of the athletic departments. Kevin Warren is when he goes to that meeting with the chancellors and the presidents. So when he's having that meeting with the chancellor and the presidents, he's supposed to be not even just speaking up for, but pretty much saying, hey, this is where all the university stands in regards to this. And I just feel like something either got lost in translation or he didn't fight for the athletic programs or the athletic program should have had a little more say so in it. But ultimately, you mean to tell me that of those 14 schools, 11 of them actually said no that early in the year when there was still time to wait and see what happens? Like this, the new schedule came out um, six days before they decided to make that decision. That right. makes no sense. Makes zero sense. Well, and you well, mean to that tell makes me zero sense? Well, look, I'm, I'm saying you mean to tell me that you're going through all this trouble to completely redo a schedule, to have a Big Ten schedule, and you even built in dates in there to where you could have games postponed or you could have long breaks in case, you know, you have to shut a game down for COVID-related issues or whatnot. And six days later, not even a full week later, they decide to go and have a vote that is almost an overwhelming favorite to postpone. On top of that, with it being apparent that the majority of the athletic departments, if not all of them, actually wanted to play. And then you tie that into almost every single one of these universities bring kids back to campus. Like Ohio State's already brought kids back to campus. I'm not 100% sure. You know, don't fact check me, but I'm pretty sure a lot of these universities have, have already brought their kids back to campus. So a lot of this just does not add up, and I'm I, that's I'm having just a hard time wrapping my brain around. The biggest thing for me, how everybody said, of course, well, first of all, the commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, says everybody voted, and then there was an overwhelming consensus to cancel the season, right? Well, then they're going around asking the presidents and ADs of other schools, and nobody knows what the heck's going on. They're going, well, I don't know. We didn't vote. Well, there was not really a vote per se. What the heck does that mean? You either voted or you didn't vote. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. Did you vote or did you not vote? So that leads me to believe either either people voted no and didn't want to be the one that was publicly known to vote no because they knew that they were going to get, catch some backlash once they realized how deep this thing was going to run or whether or not they actually didn't vote. Maybe they were told, hey, this is what's going on. Well, you know, it, Here's what I think, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, again, this is all we're all assuming this stuff. But, you know, when, when you're as big a fan as we are, we have a lot of time because this is normally the time that we're getting prepped for the season. We have high hopes. You know, we're looking into our rosters of these, you know, which freshmen are going to play, you know, which sophomores are going to finally, you know, start stepping into that leadership role. What upperclassmen are going to be, you know, our captains are going to really lead this team. You know, we have all this stuff, energy that we put into it, and that's been taken from us. So. I've had a lot of time to really think about this and a lot of articles that I've read. I've probably tried to read more articles about Ohio State over the past, you know, month than I've probably ever tried to read. And I read a lot of articles on Ohio State. And my take on it is it just seems like either they were given false information or they weren't given enough information. And what I'm saying is information given to the ones that made the decision, such as the chancellors and the presidents. And I think that on top of Kevin Warren probably making a power play and not really vouching more for the athletic departments and vouching more for, hey, this is my tenure. I don't want to be known as the new commissioner that played the season and some kid died because we tried to push something when we didn't know what was happening. So he probably... Right, but you mean to tell me you right now that you're the president and chancellor at Penn State, okay? You're the president of Penn State. Your coach, James Franklin, is going out there and publicly talking about 
we need transparency. Why can't we play? I read 10 articles with him saying that. Okay, so you would think as a president or even as an athletic director, because one of the two of you knows what's going on, either you voted or you didn't, and everybody knows that you voted to not play football, wouldn't you maybe pull the coach aside and say, hey, man, honestly, we voted to not play football. Like, so maybe you ought to tone it down a little bit, the the head hunting thing, because that's not the side that we fell on. Well, you maybe would just think that there would be a professional courtesy there. Maybe he did. Maybe for all we know, he did. And again, this kind of falls into what I was talking about earlier is I'm not like, I'm not saying James Franklin and maybe the athletic director at Penn state didn't want to play. Like maybe they definitely wanted to play, but again, this is something where Kevin Warren, which was supposed to be their voice going into the meeting with the presidents and the chancellors didn't really vouch for them. And then because, okay, so I take it back to, you remember when Gene Smith was, you know, when this first came out and Gene Smith, at first they were trying to fight a little bit and then they were like, listen, we stand with the Big Ten, this, that, and the other, right? So it seems like that there's some sort of power play going on to where they're saying, hey, listen, we understand you all want to play, but this is something that might be bigger than you right now. So hush up and go along with this and it's just like you know the co- everyone's on edge like i think as much as we're hurting i guarantee the players and the coaches are probably hurting worse than we are yeah but here's my biggest question if that all happened and in a perfect world say it did why would your head coach come out and cry for transparency he wouldn't need transparency if you told him what the heck was going on right and that they're in What's the other problem? I mean, why did it take a lawsuit from the Nebraska players or parents um, to send to the Big Ten for them to finally, four weeks later, actually tell them what the vote actually was? And the only Kevin reason Warren, the, and the only reason why the Big Ten even said it is because they're trying to say that so they can dismiss the lawsuit. Like, why would it take a lawsuit against you just to finally tell you something that the Pac-12 told their entire fan base on the very on the day they did it in in detail? Because mark my words, Kevin Warren is not a leader. If you make a decision like that, if you make a decision big enough to impact hundreds of millions of dollars all across the Midwest, all these institutions, all these towns that depend on this college football, if you make the decision to shut that down, you better have the fortitude to stand up in front of everybody and answer these questions. And he didn't do it. And that's why this whole mess even started. He couldn't come out and be a man and stand in front of him and say, here, this is why we shut it down. This is what we feel and open it up for questions. If he'd have done that, if he'd have bared that cross for 30 minutes in front of the media on the day he did this, none of this would have ever happened. And in doing so, he might have very well ruined the entire Big Ten's um, comp. I, I don't even know what word I'm looking for, like like the credibility of the entire conference. And by one single person with the fact that, I mean, you know how hard it is? For him or how much time he probably has to like just sit set up a mic and make a statement it takes nothing it takes nothing to do that like okay normally and i don't i don't remember what law or what, occam's razor where the most logical answer is probably the right one you ever heard that before so yeah. obviously if they're not being forthcoming and it's taking lawsuits for them to very barely like come out with a little bit of information then there's shadiness going on. It was not just a straightforward, hey, this is what we're presented, and these other presidents and chancellors actually believe that it wasn't safe and decided no. That like I just feel like there's something else there. And I think I don't know if we'll ever find out. And at this point, 
I think you know they've dug themselves such a big enough hole that they don't know they're they almost feel like their best way to save face is to almost stick with postponing the season and hope that something like I bet they hope something bad happens with these other conferences so that way they can look back and say like, listen we told you so exactly but you know what I hope I hope that somebody sitting in that room that makes the important decisions is intelligent enough because at this point they haven't been to say, look, playing football in November, playing football in December, January, whatever they want to decide to do, that is not a win. That is not a win for anybody. You either play in the fall with everyone else or you don't play. That is the two choices. Don't give me this crap about starting on Thanksgiving. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the second string quarterback and our fourth string wide receiver playing football. Nobody cares. Either play in the fall well, or don't play when at you're all. not especially when you're not playing for anything. I mean, don't give me this whole home, okay, the Big Ten and the Pac twelve will play and then they'll still have a Big Ten championship and then they'll go to a bowl. Bowl crap. Like, especially us Ohio State fans that know we have a national championship caliber team this year. And I mean, we do most years in and out, but this year, you know, especially with the year we had last year, feeling like that was a real different team and that team probably should have won it uh, or at least should have had a better chance at it. But, you know, our aspirations are not for, okay, hey, let's just throw them on the field because we want to see some football like at Ohio State. And especially with the team we know we have this year, we want to compete for the national title. So if we're not going to be included in the college football playoff, then honestly, like, what's the point? And like you had mentioned, like, we're not going to see any of the big time players anyways. You know, it would be stupid for them to play because they would they're only going to hurt their draft stock with the exception of maybe some seniors that are on the bubble. But, you know, our key players that are really good, especially, you know, namely Justin Fields, he'd be stupid to play because he could risk himself getting hurt and ruining his draft stock for a season that's not even going to mean anything. Not but to you mention know what I not really to mention. Well, it. hey, not to mention before you say that, not to mention that. If we play later in the year, that means we'll play into January and even possibly February. And that's going to give our team less time off until the following season. So it's going to even hurt us for the next season, you know, because these other teams are still going to wrap it up before the end of the calendar year, with the exception of any bowl game or national title game or college football playoff game that might be after the new year, like a normal year. We're going to be playing well past that. I mean, can you honestly imagine watching a college football playoff and then or and then like as an appetizer before that game even happens, we're going to watch Northwestern against Purdue as well, a regular you, season game. On top I mean, of that, are you, you kidding imagine, me? Can you imagine Michigan playing Wisconsin in January? That would be terrible. Well, that they, would be they, the most they, they've, made to- they've made talks about trying to rotate games with places that have domes. But then again, now you're talking about two teams traveling at that point, which is going to further put more stress on the testing and traveling. Because, you know, at least when you have one team that's home, there's one team that's not traveling. And you can right. regulate that a lot more. But yeah, you mean, listen, I don't know if you've ever been in Wisconsin in January. I know I haven't, but I've been in Columbus in January, and that's pretty damn cold. Can you imagine Michigan and Minnesota and Wisconsin in January? I mean, you even watch Green Bay and those NFL games playing in January, and they're like snow games, and it's like, you know, the the sub-zero game and they're like you can see all the football players breasts from like 100 yards away yeah like you know that's hard on you and what kind of football are you really going to see if that's the case so yeah i'm in the same boat man listen the only positive i can see from this whole thing if we played football in january if they did say that if they stick to their guns like i don't know there's a there's a there's about a 40 percent piece of me that thinks that they're going to stick to their guns just because that's the only way they could save face but 
you know, the other part of me thinks that they're going to renege and come back and play football. But the only positive thing I could see about playing in January is that, A, you know Justin Fields isn't playing. You know our top receivers aren't playing. But our people that are waiting in the wings here to get chances at playing are going to get reps before the season starts. Actual game reps. Yes. I mean, what what I say in regards to player development, at least having some sort of season, would it help? Absolutely. Because, yeah, you don't want, especially, you know, if these other teams are playing football and at least have some resemblance of a, of a season, even if they don't play all the way through, they're getting players in there that are getting reps, getting experience. And there's no exception to experience. Like, experience is always going to be the best thing for you. Um, you mean to tell me that, you know, Ohio State is even, I don't care how hard you practice, if you're not getting out on the field in a game-like situation, you're not going to be able to better yourself as a player and we're we're going to go, you know, what, 18 months, 19, 20 months or something like that between competitive games. And these other conferences would have at least, you know, kind of gone to pretty much more of a regular schedule. That's going to even further put the Big Ten behind. So, again, if we don't play, I understand that at least playing some is going to be important for player development. But the fan in me is almost like, what's the point of playing if we're not even competing for anything? You know, we're not not competing for a participation ribbon like we we want the national title like in in the last several years with Ohio State. It has been national title or bust like the Big Ten championships. Great. Making the playoff is great. But you know what? Besides that first year, we've not won a game. And you know, besides the one blowout, we've been super competitive, but it's just it's very frustrating, man. It's very we owe it to Clemson. We owe it. First of all, after they routed us the one year and then the way we lost last year and then just just to put a little bit of uh, icing on the cake. Uh, you know, when the Big Ten announces that it's not playing football for, for the fall season, who comes out? None other than Dabo Sweeney to tell us, oh, it didn't matter if you guys played anyway. Yeah. Uh, that is some, it is time for Clemson to get taken across Ryan Day's knee. It is time. I can guarantee you Dabo Sweeney went into that locker room, looked at his players, and said, holy crap, boys, man, did we steal one. Because there's no way he could go into there and say, you outplayed them, you outballed them, we outcoached them. Man, they had refs on their side. Uh, they had us handing them ga- the game off a bunch of stupid plays that should have never happened. And even with all that, we still even have a shot to win the game at the end. So he knows. I mean, he, he'll maybe he'll never admit it. He may never tell his players. He may never even say it to anyone. But he knows deep down that we were the better team last year and we were the deserving team to win. But he escaped with the win. So you're damn right he's afraid to play the Buckeyes again this year. And he knows that he's most likely going to get through the ACC unbeaten again because the ACC is a joke, given they have Notre Dame. But Notre Dame has just been kind of a two, three loss team the last four or five years. Good team, solid team, not elite. And, I, I, you know, it's easy for him to say that, you know, and nothing would make me happier than for the him to eat his own words and I'd like him to eat more than that but yeah I have him get reinstated and have us end up because you know most likely we'll see him in a playoff like here's the thing he's becoming my biggest foe in college football because you know what dude if 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 Nick Saban beat us twice in a row Nick Saban would go on television and say all the things that a college football coach says oh you know they got a great defense they're a tough team uh it's going to be a tough thing like that never in your wildest dreams, would Nick Saban come on national television and say, it doesn't matter who we play. It doesn't matter if we play the Buckeyes or not. It doesn't matter. That would never happen. Dabo has like a little bit of trash talk in him. He's got a little bit of, I don't know, 
I don't call it swag. I call it like he's a little bit of an a-hole. And uh, honestly, there's only one way. There's only one way to stop that, and that is to you know put up or shut up, man. We've got to play Clemson. That's the way I feel about it. It was kind of like the year that we won the national title. You know, I, I don't know how you felt. Um, I was happy as heck to win the national title and beat Oregon. But to me, the Super Bowl of my lifetime was beating Alabama. That was it. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't give it. I didn't give a you know what about playing Oregon. I wanted Alabama. I mean, that's how I feel this year. I'm the exact same way. When we played Alabama, like, get, I mean, it's not that I didn't have my doubts. Obviously, I had my doubts. And uh, a lot of it is just because the media continues to portray the SEC is more dominant. The SEC is more dominant. They don't, Big Ten doesn't have the speed the SEC has, this, that, and the other. And, you know, just I think from the perspective of the team we played, what was, what we were, I mean, I, we, I think we were almost like a double digit underdog to Alabama, if I, if I, if I'm correct. Oh, yeah. The unbeatable. It couldn't be done. Remember that? Yeah. It could not yeah. be done. Yeah, like there's not a soul that picked us in that game. And, I mean, obviously Oregon was the big one to win it all, and that was still a great game. But, man, that Alabama game will still be one of my all-time favorites to go back and watch, you know, of all time because uh, of the team that we beat. And I can guarantee you this. We get a chance to play in the season. We get a chance to play in the college football playoff. I hope to God that Clemson goes undefeated so that way we get another shot at them. And I will tell you right now, when we stomp their ass, that will be, again, in my top five favorite games of all time that I will continue to watch for years to come. And, man, and back to what we originally were talking about, that's why it's so deflating that all this is going on. Man, we are we are poised. This is the year. And, honestly, I really feel like if Justin Fields was a second-year quarterback last year and a couple things find you know fall our way, I don't think there's anybody in the country that could have touched us. But now we have all that. We have it now. And, you know, and to not get to use it would just be, uh, you know, that's a travesty, man. It's a travesty on all the work that Urban Meyer put in recruiting, Ryan Day put in recruiting, you know, all these guys that are out there, you know, burning the candle at both ends all the time, trying to get people in here. And you finally get to that point that you get to every couple of years where this is it. You know what I mean? You've, you've got your quarterback. You've, you've got your, you know, all your pieces in place to make a run at it. And now, you know, the only thing holding you back is some idiot. So, you know you what know, I mean? It's just, you, you know, the four most popular teams in the college football playoff. Okay. From 2014 uh, football season up to now, which technically the, the football playoff then was 2015, but it was a 2014 football year. The top four teams that have made it the most often is Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. So only one of those teams that have been in the f- football playoff almost every year or most of the years and expects to be there isn't playing. So tell me this. What would happen if the Big 12 canceled and the Big 10 was playing? What would you see from the Oklahoma fan base? Or even better, what if the Big 12, the Big 10, the ACC was playing and the SEC wasn't? What would the Alabama fan base be doing? Or oh, even my if, gosh. Or even rotate that and say that the other three are playing. I'm not saying two or three of them out. I'm saying everyone else that's typically there gets to play, and you're the only one left out. So what if the ACC decides not to play, and the Big Ten, SEC, Big 12 is all playing? Well, I'm how telling would, you this How much. would the Clemson fans react? If like, you think the stank from Ohio State not playing is bad, can you even fathom? I mean, I think we can all agree— Probably the biggest football state in the country has got to be Texas. 
I mean, they eat it. They live it. Their high school games are bigger than most of our college games other than Ohio State here. I mean, just unreal down there. You know, Texas and Florida, I mean, they're just unreal when it comes to high school football. Can you imagine taking football away from Texas? I can't. I I don't even want to know what that would be. And you got a lot of rednecks down there with guns. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that'd be. Same thing with Oklahoma. I mean, I, I just, as soon as you said that, those two things stuck in my head. And, you know, and the same thing with the South, man. If you take away, you know, if you if you take away SEC football, can, can you imagine Georgia fans and Florida fans? I mean, I can't. I mean, I think, honestly, I think they kind of got a, away with it a little bit with the Big Ten. Yeah, we're making a big noise about it. But let's, let's be, just be totally honest and transparent here, man. Ohio State is the Big Ten. Michigan's been a, you know, up and down, but not really up that much. Uh, Michigan State's been, you know, just a ball of drama here recently. You know, Wisconsin's been pretty solid. But other than that, I mean, honestly, the Big Ten doesn't have a lot of huge football schools. We have a lot of good schools. We don't have a lot of big football schools. And I, I feel like, you know, if you would take this fight to the South, you know, in the SEC with the Alabamas and Georgias and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that, I think it would have been an even bigger the deal than it is here. Well, you bring up an interesting point that I think is probably been a little bit overlooked. But, you know, had this same situation and just we'll plug in place like Kevin Warren's the commissioner. Let's say put Kevin uh, Kevin Warren commissioner in the SEC. And I'm not talking about his son playing for Mississippi State or anything like that. Like, I'm not trying to make that tie. What I'm saying is the SEC is probably the deepest league of all the big Power Five conferences. Uh, they have the most teams that on a given year are probably ranked in the top 25 or are at least really quality teams. Now, sure, you're always going to have your bottom feeders everywhere. But... You know, you have on a given year a team like LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and then you can even plug in maybe about two or three others that uh, maybe a, a rotation every two, three, four years might be a powerhouse, you know, that year. You know damn well that every single one of those teams are going to vote to play no matter what. You go to the Big Ten, and what teams have a chance to win the national title? Okay. Realistically, Ohio State, Penn State, and even though begrudgingly I say it, Michigan, if they could ever get their crap together. But other than that, there's not another team. Now, Wisconsin can be pretty good. So can Iowa. But in Michigan State, had you know, had its stretcher with Mark D'Antoni there for a while. Or Sorry, Mark D'Antonio. Um, but I'm sorry, like, you know, the, the Big Ten has so many middle-of-the-pack to bottom feeders that are more interested in what their institution looks as an academic place that I think it was easier for them to probably vote no. Because you know darn well, Northwestern, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, you know, I could go on. Like, the, those, those schools that are most likely never going to be competing for a national title have nothing to really lose in regards to at least massive backlash in regards to canceling a season. It's kind of like when you're the really good player on a team and the rest of them are not good and you're kind of doing all the work yourself. It's a lot easier for those other people on the team to call it quits a lot quicker as opposed to if you had a team where you have four, five, six, seven really good players on the team, they're going to want to compete. So I think this is another issue in itself where the Big Ten in regards to the quality of opponents as a whole in the conference is lacking, and it showed it very easily in the apparent vote that happened. Now, that's assuming the vote was fair 
and everyone had all the correct information in front of them, and it wasn't biased or pushed by Kevin Moore. Well, let me ask you, if you're Ohio State right now, and you're Gene Smith, who, by the way, you already know, uh, is probably my least favorite person in the world. Um, just all the things that he's done at Ohio State and all the trouble that we've got into, not even just football, just all around. Um, I think he should have been fired 15-plus years ago. Um, yeah, he made Urban Meyer fall on the sword because Urban Meyer, and it's weird because Urban Meyer still calls him a really good friend. But, yeah, he's made a lot of questionable decisions in the Ohio State Athletic Department. Oh, not even that. You know, uh, the wrestling team, the gymnastics team, even the band, and half of them weren't even wearing clothes. You're damn right it's the best damn band in the land. Well, how, how else do you get that title? Of course you don't wear clothes. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, if I'm looking at Gene Smith, I'm looking at the Big Ten, and, you know, I ask myself this all the time, you know, and I do like the Big Ten. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've I've enjoyed all the years that I've been alive, and, and, I, and I do get up for, you know, a Penn State game and, you know, whoever's good at the time and, of course, the, the team up north. But I ask myself all the time, is Ohio State really the best fit for the Big Ten? Or is the Big Ten the best fit for Ohio State? I mean, I really don't know that anymore. I got to be um, totally honest with you. You know, the problem, and I, I, to an extent, I agree with you. And I know there's been talk in the Twitter sphere and all this stuff about, you know, eventually we're going to go to these super conferences because we have a four-team playoff. We have five conferences. There's always a conference that's left out. We have too many bottom feet. You know, here, you kind of got me thinking, and this is something I've thought about for a while. And, I mean, the, the thing that stops everything is money, is TV contracts. It is money that comes in through a conference as a whole. So, sure, Ohio State is probably the, especially in football, which football is always going to predominantly be the biggest financial moneymaker in the conference, uh, basketball being second, but mainly you know, football, but they, there's so many things tied in with TV contracts and all this other stuff and legality, legal stuff that is going to keep you from just, you know, on a whim saying, Hey, we need to move, put that aside. It kind of gets me thinking, like I had a friend in college that was a big Arsenal soccer fan and they're in the English premier league over in, uh, England. And, uh, they have something called relegation. And relegation is in that league, your bottom, and I don't quote me on this, but I want to say your bottom two teams that are your worst teams that year drop out of the league. And your top two teams from these other leagues that are considered maybe your minor league or lesser or maybe local leagues that you get to come up and join the English Premier League the following year. I would love to see some form of relegation in college football we're fine you know we we got teams like Rutgers just not doing a lot in football in Maryland and you know Indiana has been on the uptick but you know Northwestern something like that where we want these power conferences well why don't we go ahead if we've got four spots in the playoffs make four big power conferences but then you add in a relegation where you can drop out teams on the bottom and bring up ones from your group of five. But again, you're running into a whole mixture of problems because then that that's going to run into things like you know your other sports, your conference plays, tradition, all this stuff. I get that. And maybe I'm just talking football in general. Like if football could be its own entity, which is a whole other conversation that I think actually deserves some focus. 
is actually having football being its own entity separate of the NCAA. That's treated differently because I think it should be. I think there's a lot that the NCAA does nothing for the NCAA other than they try to govern as best they can, and they still drop the ball of that. Well, but, if the NCAA had any kind of interest in, in helping college football, we wouldn't be going through what we're going through now. They could have easily come out and said, look, everybody's playing college football. We're not playing. They could have said, hey, uh, we're going to put you going to play college football. We understand the risks that are associated and how they're different in different areas of the country so that there's more, you know, animosity in some some places than others. So if you guys want to play football, great. But we're not going to do the CFP this year. They yeah, could have done any of this. They could have done that, anything. That wouldn't, that wouldn't fly, but I understand where you're coming from. Like, they've got to make it, if they want to govern college football, they've got to seek uniformity. You have to be uniform. That's what I'm saying. A, a good leadership, whether it's the NCAA, whether it's, you know, whoever, this should not happen. There shouldn't be some people playing and some people not. Well, exactly. And I think that's predominantly the reason why us in the Big Ten, especially Ohio State fans, are so frustrated. Because, it, dude, it's like you have this hot girlfriend, right? And all of a sudden, no, I don't No, Okay. Well, <laughs> pretend let's pretend that you had this hot girlfriend. Right. And yeah. then all of a sudden she breaks up with you, but then she goes and dates your close friend. And then you have to continue to watch her with that friend. Like that's kind of what I'm equating this to. Maybe me being back younger, I'm married, happily married. If you're listening. Yeah, honey, but I you and I you. did that in like seventh and eighth grade. Well, listen, that was a long like time. Like 10 ago. times. <laughs> that, listen, that was a long time ago. But, I mean, it, it's relatively, like, it's a similar feel because, are you mean to tell me that, dude, you want to watch your ex-girlfriend with that other guy and you have to see it all the time? Like, in essence, that's the situation the Big Ten's being put in is we thought we had something great, especially with Ohio State. And now, not only is it left, but now we're going to have to watch other people compete for what we should have been competing for. Here's the thing, and, and Ohio State, and it's out of our hands. And this is why I don't like Gene Smith. Dude, you know me. You know I'm I'm high strung. I'm wired tight. And I would have made a power move right then. I would have walked right into Kevin's office, and I would have said, "Listen here, bub, Mr. Um, you, Mr. Warren, you you can get Mr. Warren from me when you make anything that could be considered a rational thought." But I would have walked right in there from Gene Smith. I would have said, "Here's the deal, man. Um, if you don't let us play college football, we're gonna leave the Big Ten. And then where will you be?" Ohio State is the Big Ten. Let's not get it. That is it. The, I'm the TV money wouldn't be there. I'm, ag I'm agreeing with you on that. But, man, like, we don't really fully understand all of, like, again, there's a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo in here of contracts signed. And of, like, even though it seems like, yes, we are probably one of the biggest beneficiaries for the Big Ten, especially in football, but for us to leave, it could essentially decimate the program because of all of, not sanctions, but like the negative impacts of us leaving. Like it's not just as simple as saying, hey, you know what, you're screwing us over, we're done, we're going to go and move into the SEC or the ACC. And they're going to magically pick us up and we're going to be right where we left off. Like those fan bases are not initially going to just take us into their conference um, the amount of money that we're going to be hit with legally in regards to breaking contracts in the Big Ten, we're not going to be able to necessarily make up. You think the like, SEC wouldn't pay to have us in there? You I'm know, not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying they wouldn't. But what I'm saying is, there's going to be so many penalties that this very well may be a thing that, off of one year, we're wanting to make a move that could potentially 
put our program in a hole for five years. See, but how does it put us in a hole? I don't think it ever puts us in a hole. I think tomorrow, if Ohio Uh, State, I don't think financially either. So here's the deal. You shut down college football and we lose $130 million, okay? Lose $130 million because you're not playing college football. So what's the difference between losing 130 because you said so and losing 130 because we say so? Well, I think there's no difference. Lose, well, you're going to lose more than 130 because we say so. I don't think so. You know why? I, because I think if we knocked on the door tomorrow at the Big 12 or the SEC and said, hey, man, we want to come in, but you got to buy us out of this Big 10 contract. You got to buy us out and we'll be here. Well, see, we the wanna, pro- but we see, I, I, agree, I agree with you. But only if you're talking about football, because you got to think if we're if the if Ohio State's going to leave the Big Ten, then Ohio State completely would leave the Big Ten. That means every sport they have. I hate and, to say this, dude, but football's all that matters. It's I'm sorry. Well, to, to us, maybe to us, well, and maybe to the majority of the fan base, sure. But without in regards Ohio to State that, football, listen, Ohio they, we State, don't play. But I know, Ohio but what I'm saying is, hold on, let me get it out. Let it's me still get an it academic out. University. Let me get it out. If we don't play Ohio State football, they don't play Ohio State soccer. They don't play badminton. They don't play checkers. They play nothing. It is about football, one hundred and ten percent. Listen, I'll play checkers. Like you Listen, cannot keep me from. Playing. I can't play checkers. I'm not good. I know. But, Trust me. We grew up together. It was an easy <laughs> win. I'm just saying. I think that there's a lot that we could do. I think Ohio State is not giving itself. Its own, like it's not, it's not portraying its own worth. Ohio State is the Big Ten. The Big Ten would crumble without Ohio State. And you know what? If the dividends were split in the Big Ten to where you were making what you were worth, holy cow, it, it would not even be close. But now the way that it's set, everybody gets the same money. So Iowa's getting the same amount as Ohio State and Indiana and vice versa or whatever. But if you go to one of these other conferences that's not, that's got a split or whatever, can you imagine what we'd be making? I'm telling you, I think that we would make out on the deal of leaving the Big Ten, and the Big Ten would cease to exist after that. It would be, it would be like the Horizon League. Well, I think, uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily on board with this, but I've also thought about what is the possibility of maybe Ohio State going independent. You know, until this year, and I've said this statement to you before, as a matter of fact, I think I made it a point to say it, I always hated Notre Dame. It bothered me. It always it always made me feel like Notre Dame just thought they were too freaking good for everybody else, so they stayed independent. Like you know what? They get to call their own shots. And it's true. And you know what? This is the first year that I've ever understood it. I understand it now. They don't have to deal with any nobody makes their calls but them. Exactly. And they still have their TV deal. And I think right now somebody put up it's just in football. But somebody put up a fan poll the other day. And it was like, okay, if Ohio State lost the money because of the Big Ten TV deal or whatever, but they were still going to play a season um, and they, you know, independently scheduled their own stuff, say that you had to pay five bucks for a subscription to a channel or like they're talking about doing some of the other stuff, putting it on Hulu or putting it on Netflix. Would you buy it? I said, 
there would be so many people in Columbus, Ohio. I bet you, I bet you it would crash Hulu. It would probably crash Hulu how much money and subscriptions came in. I, dude, I think Ohio State is, I, I'm not saying we're bulletproof. Things can happen, man. But I'm just saying this is the largest fan base in the United States, dude. 100%. We would survive on our own or with somebody else. I, I completely agree. You know, part of me, even if this wasn't even a, a pandemic or we weren't even going through all this, part of me is just tired of hearing the stigma about people bashing the Big Ten when I know that we're better than that. You know, I really honestly believe that we are every bit as good as the best SEC teams, as the best teams in these other conferences. But we're constantly going to be getting a bad rep because of the team's in the Big Ten themselves. So even just in general, I'm a little bit tired of the Big Ten as a whole. You know, See, because here's the thing. I think where we fail to make the difference is we say the Big Ten versus the SEC. It's not the Big Ten versus SEC. It's Ohio State versus SEC. That's the only team in the Big Ten that can compete with the SEC. It is. It is. The only team. Point blank, 100%. Like you put Big Ten, if you were to sub, okay, let's let's say right now that you were to take, I don't know, We'll just don't even take a team out of the SEC. Just go ahead and plug the big uh, Ohio State into the SEC. Okay. Realistically, uh, given the team we have this year that we think we have, what do you think our record would be in the SEC? Now, let me let me ask you this: Do you think we would lose more than two games? No, I don't either. Like I think at worst we would be a two-loss team in the SEC, and a two-loss team in the SEC is. Probably, especially, you know, if the Big Ten's out of it, it's probably going to get you maybe in the SEC championship game automatically at that point. And even still a consideration, even though I know that they've never had a two-loss team in the college football playoff, that would still give you pretty good consideration. Right. You know, and especially depending upon what side of the bracket we would be on, the East or the West, whether or not we would play Alabama on a regular year or if we would be playing, you know, on the East side, on the easier side against Florida and Tennessee and Kentucky. But here's but what sucks. I put, just put I, Georgia. Georgia's one of my favorite teams to talk about. Yeah, Georgia they, on the East, too. Yeah, they're, they're they're so it's like they're good every year, but they're not good. You know what I mean? But if you put them, put Georgia, them in the Big Ten. Okay, so Georgia beats the teams they're supposed to beat. Right. But Georgia has a hard time playing up to teams that are equal caliber or better. Which basically, you know what Georgia is? Georgia is the Michigan of the SEC. But put them in the Big Ten. Who do they lose to? Georgia. Yeah. Mm. And take them on both sides. It doesn't matter. Go well, to West I'm Andes. Well, I'm going all teams. Taking Ohio State out of the equation, if they were in the Big Ten, because, of course, I think Ohio State would beat Georgia. Uh, I'm not going to say it would necessarily be a blowout or anything like that, but I think Ohio State's a better team than Georgia. Uh, I would say that Georgia should beat every other team. I think they would have a little bit of trouble with Michigan and Penn State, but other than that, they would beat everyone else because they have a really good defense. They don't have to have an incredible amount of offense, which in the Big Ten is the reason why we've been dominating because we have an incredible offense. But, you know, teams like Wisconsin that, you know, at least one out of every, seems like every other year, Wisconsin's going to get to the Big Ten championship game and have one or two losses or less. And Wisconsin's not a juggernaut offensive team. They just play really good defense, and they have a somewhat capable offense. And that's exactly what Georgia is. So I think you put Georgia in Big Ten, they're, they're, they're going to have one loss, or less a year, maybe exactly. two, maybe two losses or less a year. I mean, they're going to be ten and two, eleven and one every year. But you know what? You throw the second best team in the Big Ten in the SEC, Penn State. Let's call it Penn State or Wisconsin. Because we're going to have to call I, it Penn State because M- Michigan has not earned that right in the last 
five, six years no. at least. You so put we'll Penn State, it, though? Put, uh, I would say Penn State and the SEC. Is I'm calling it 500. Ah, no. I would give I would give them something like eight and four or seven and five. I'll give them eight and four, seven and five. Because listen, they're still going to feed off your middle and bottom feeders like anyone else. They're still going to be, you know, your, your teams in the SEC that finish at 500. But, you know, the Penn State's not going to be able to compete with Alabama. I mean, I think they even played in a, you know, a, a game within the, within the last couple of years at the very beginning of the year at a neutral site in Alabama throttle. Um, I know that Michigan constantly plays Florida in a bowl game, seems like almost every year. Guess who wins that one most of the time? Florida. So uh, at least, the, you know, those games are somewhat competitive. But at the end of the day, you know, the SEC is very top-heavy, and they have more teams than the top. I hate to say it, man, but, you know, after all these years of hating the SEC and, and talking about ESPN and them being biased, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. The SEC, top to bottom, is the best conference. That's all there is to it. Well, I'm not going to agree with you on sole purpose that I'm an Ohio State fan, and I will never say that out of my mouth. And the next time I see you, I'm punching <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> But I should uh, somebody I should drown me in a bathtub. They yeah. should. But <laughs> hey, go ahead and take a toaster in there while you're at it. But you know what? Uh, while I'm an Ohio State fan, and we all know some Ohio State fans are just illogical. I got a couple of them in my work that are just. I mean, it doesn't matter. No, not us. It doesn't matter. But no at the same point in time, I'm still a realist. And when you present facts and show me comparisons and stuff like that, and I really sit down and think about it, I mean, it's just, honestly, I, I hate to say it, but it's it's night and day. You it got is. the Ohio, you got Ohio it, State, it you got really Penn State. Is. And it after really, that, I mean, it really is. Yeah. But I think the reason why we get so mad about it and so tired of hearing about it is because we're that much better than everyone else in the Big Ten, and we are tired of almost being tied in to the Big Ten mantra of running three yards in a cloud of dust of we play good defense, but we can't, you know, that, yeah, I love sure. When I, I love back when I the, can guide you. Back, no, listen here. No, hold up. Day, no, don't you dare. I'm going to do it. I'm going to no, do it. Dare. I guided you right back into my original question, which was, is the big 10, the right fit for Ohio state? Uh, in right at this second, in only regards to football, the answer is no. Hold on. You can't say only with your left two un- shoe untied and doing and all, the the co- and all and all and all the coin and my keys in my left pocket. It's true. And shoot turn my head around and, yeah, <laughs> shooting chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass. <laughs> <laughs> my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. It's true, but you're hitting the ball true now. Now you're yeah. hitting the ball true. Well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just at the end of the day, man. I'm. I think you know. I'm frustrated because of the way things have panned out. I'm frustrated with the way the Big Ten has handled themselves. I'm frustrated with the way Gene Smith has ran this program for so long. And I, and I honestly, I, I feel terrible for, for guys like Ryan Day. Ryan Day has done nothing. And you know, you know, nobody can attest to this better than you. I have to be, I have to be shown action. I didn't believe in Ryan Day when he first got to Columbus, Ohio. I told Ohio. you he was a real deal before you believed it. I didn't. I, I was an uh, Urban Meyer guy. Yeah, he, Urban Meyer may have been a piece of crap as a human being, but he was a heck of a football coach. Eh, I don't. I think Urban Meyer gets a bad rap, in my opinion. I'm not saying he's perfect. I think he gives people too many chances, and I think it looks bad on him. But that's where I sit on that. But you know what? Uh, Ryan Day, he's the turning point for me. Ryan Day is a good dude. He knows his stuff, and Urban Meyer knew that from the get-go and groomed him for this from the beginning. 
Well, not to mention that. This was set in stone. Ryan Day being head coach was set in stone years ago. There's a reason why they gave him a pay raise as an offensive coordinator to make sure that he wasn't going to leave. And you knew they were putting little birdies in his ear saying, hey, listen, you're the next. Just hang tight. You're the next. I'm sorry. Like, Ryan Day's different. Ryan Day's different. Yeah, and on top of that, he's got a set of watermelons between his legs. When it comes to play calling, so when's the last, that, yeah, when's, uh, when's the last time you seen Urban Meyer fake punt throw for a first down? Guess who did that in the Big Ten championship game when they were struggling against Wisconsin? Uh, ding, Ryan Day, hello, first down, second half comeback. I just feel terrible for him, you know, because he's first of all, he came into a situation with Urban Meyer on the outs where, you know, things just weren't good. A lot of drama, a lot of uncertainty going on. You know what I mean? Everybody's questioning you. And I can and I can attest to that. I was too. You know, here's a guy we don't know really a ton about. He comes in, takes over the program. We didn't really scour the country. We didn't interview anybody. We just said, bam, you're the guy. And that was always he my was concern. room for the position. But my point is, he came into an absolute terrible situation. And then, so when he finally gets it together, he's finally getting his guys in. He's got Justin Fields transfer from Georgia, so he's got a quarterback that he wants now. He's got these pieces. He's doing great on the recruiting trail. And now when he's ready, now it's his time. This happens. Now all of a sudden, there's a turd in the punch bowl. That quick. You know what I mean? I just feel like he can't get out from underneath it. And you know what? So, so now what? Snickers. That turd it probably is. Snickers, but... but you know what? So now... So now what happens? So now if we don't play football this year, starting from scratch, you know what I mean? I just, I feel bad. You're just further proving the point that we've been trying to establish this entire podcast of how painful the entire last month has been for the Big Ten, but especially Ohio State fans. We know what it's taken to get where we are. We know what kind of team we have. Hell, the coaches know what time, what kind of team we have. The players know what kind of team we have. Even Ryan Day was saying that this team we have is like a once-in-a-generation type of team. Like, he fully believes, like, this is a go-all-the-way team just as much as last year. And last year was a bit of a question mark because Justin Fields was a new quarterback that was a transfer, and we just kind of plugged him in and kind of, you know, we were hoping for the best. Like, now he's established. Now we have... Ryan Day in his second year, he's establishing, you know, his coaching philosophy and all this stuff. Like, that's why this is difficult for Ohio State fans is because this really should be a special year, a national championship crowning year. It really feels like all the stars are aligning for it. Yet we have 11 other teams in the Big Ten that are making the decision for We have a commissioner that is not fighting for the conference to play. We have a lot of things going against us. So that right there in a nutshell is why this whole thing has been so damn frustrating and so like mind boggling at the same time. I agree, man. I, I, it's hard for me to even find the words. Like I said, it took such a long time for this whole thing to sink in. And and I'm really just hoping that the commissioner, however he wants to spin it, whether there was a vote and, and that's what they decided and they want to stick by that or whether he told them this is what we're doing. And then they decided what the vote was going to be later. Um, I, I just think that this whole thing is a giant mistake. And I don't understand the logic 
of just shutting it down before you have enough facts to do so. You know, remain open. Give it every chance. Come out and tell the world, hey, we're going to leave it open for now, but we don't know if we're going to play football. We're going to keep doing our research. And you know what? We're going to prepare like we're going to have a season. And if it comes up to the season and we can't do it, we won't do it. But to just do what he did in such a short time, to release the schedule and then cancel the season, I mean, I just, I don't see the logic in that. I don't see the, and I don't see, I just don't understand for as passionate as people are about Big Ten football, not just at Ohio State, but at Michigan and other, and Penn State. And other, I, I just don't understand doing that to people. I, I can't understand that logic. But you know the one statement I read that Kevin Warren made that solidified my feelings that he was not big enough for the situation, that he's not a true Big Ten guy, is that after all this decision-making a couple weeks go by, he made a comment stating that he didn't realize how much he was going to get backlash from this situation. I mean, are you kidding me? You mean to tell me that you're going to go ahead and do something that's never happened, even through uh, maybe since like World War II, something that's never happened in canceling a season, especially with teams like Ohio State that knew they had a national title contending type of team. You mean to tell me you cancel their season while other teams continue to agree to play and you didn't see this coming? Like, someone please just show that guy the door Like, give Jim Delaney a frickin' pay raise and bring his ass back because he understood the Big Ten. Minus his whole, you know, legends and whatever divisions he came up with. And, of course, adding Rutgers to to the Big Ten. we're trying to get more Big Ten teams in bowl games, okay? Listen, we need that team in there to get our Northwesterns and our Illinois six wins. But you know what? Don't knock them for that. But you know what? I'm going to knock him because you know what? If you remember at that time, the Big 12 was in shambles. Remember that? They weren't even going to have a thing. Everybody was departing. People were going. And we had a shot to add either a Texas or an Oklahoma to the Big 10. And we choose Rutgers? That was the play? You're not going to pull Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12. I'm just going to tell you right now, Jim Delaney, fight him. Fight him in the street. No, they were like, here, take this guy right here. You know, like, like... Oh, you know what we should do instead of trying to go after a Notre Dame or or somebody that could actually add value to the conference? Let's let's take a team that's probably going to win about three football games a decade and go ahead and stick them in there just because they're pretty good academically. Can't bring anything to the sports at all except lacrosse. But listen, let's go Rutgers, ahead and bring them in. Listen, Rutgers is always going to be that last team picked, the last kid picked in dodgeball or that last kid picked on the kickball team. Like, you know, I don't care. Like, he's going to get. Rutgers is going to get bounced around everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm not banking anything off that. Sure, Jim Delaney is not perfect, but you know what? The big thing I'm saying is he knew the Big Ten. He knew if, the fan base. He knew went, what it meant to the area of the country. And you know who doesn't understand that and who has no freaking clue is Kevin Warren. If I went no to clue. Kevin Warren's house, I would pick, I would piss next to the toilet instead of in it. I'm just being or, honest. Yeah, or at least when I was done, I wouldn't wash my hands. And then touch every doorknob in the house. Now, we're, we're, of course, this isn't a COVID-free world. We do not condone not washing your hands during the COVID crisis. but Unless it's for a damn good reason. Okay, no comment. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, you know what? I think we got to wrap up this episode here. Well, listen, so. I just want to say this. It was a blast getting to finally do this with you, man. You know, if you like what you heard, I promise this is just like the beginning. We have so many things to talk about. I guarantee we're going to get a lot more playful in what we talk about. And at some point, we'd love to bring you guys in that are listening, uh, you know, with things to talk about or, you know, make it a lot more interactive. So if you like what you hear, you know, don't don't be ashamed to subscribe to what we're, you know, what we're putting out there. We're going to start putting out uh, a lot of content. Uh, we're going to try. Our goal is maybe something new each week, maybe early on as we work out some kinks it may be a little bit longer but you know subscribe listen to what we got to say um reach out to us if you got any information or anything you guys want to talk about we're game for any kind of uh you know recommendations or stuff like that but you know hopefully hopefully you guys like what you listen to and so that's it for episode one of davis and chad catch y'all next week